0: Okay, so Ben, five years ago, something really, really great happened. Uh, I
1: can't really think of that. What, what, what was
0: so good five years ago, Mikey? The Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup.
1: Oh, that's right. Suddenly, the Boston Bruins own the city again for one year. <sighs> oh, although, to be fair, I, I feel like the Bruins just, the diehards at least, always consider hockey number one in the city. It's, it's a hockey town in a certain area.
0: My favorite Boston championship, obviously. Um, for personal reasons
1: for personal think, reasons
0: sure sure
1: i i think it's definitely on on the scale of entertainment up there uh, top three i think it's the top, uh, yeah i i think i mean obviously i think the O four 4 red sox will will always hold that title Ooh. just for, for the sheer insanity of it
0: yeah see the the O four 4 red sox they're number three for me the championships that meant the most to me I would put the 04 Red Sox on number three. I put the Patriots before the Red Sox. But I'm more of a Patriots fan than I am a Red Sox fan. So that's probably why. That but anyway, I, as far as New York yeah, so, series.
1: Because I would say, as much as I enjoyed all the Patriots titles, I, I don't think they go anywhere in the top four. Like, they, they'd be fourth at best. I, I feel like the Bruins trump them. I feel like the Celtics would trump them. And the Sox are number one in my eyes just from like the sure. sheer impact nationally. Sure. And for me for the city it it really truly felt like something was lifted off us when we won yeah. um,
0: I mean, it, this, it changed I, the entire perception of what being a Boston sports fan meant
1: and i, I think sure. this this cup win changed the perception of what a Bruin fan can be because I mean you guys went through a lot of hell yeah <laughs> uh, was it was forty years forty years between cup it was wins? it was
0: thirty
1: nine but yeah close thirty nine okay yep. my love affair with hockey is much very much yours with wrestling i was very you know in and out in and out mm-hmm. certain people i paid attention to right. i'll go with a couple questions for you sure when did you feel like the bruins had an actual chance
0: <laughs> with like two minutes left in game seven <laughs> <laughs> i knew that. i knew that was coming um
1: you were, you were bruins gonna Bruin. was that like your mindset the entire time yeah, yeah.
0: oh yeah um that's a good question. I'm, I, have for the longest time, I've been a pessimist watching the Bruins and all throughout that season, um, you know, I, I, throughout that postseason especially, I, I kind of felt that and, but there was always a little part of me that, and still to this day, that's just like, but what if they pull it off? Like they, they could do this. And like, you know, I, I think that part comes out a little bit more now when I talk about the Bruins and, um. You know, like this year, for example, I legitimately thought the Bruins could have won the East, like up until the second to last day of the season. Um, But this, the the 2011 postseason, um, I remember watching Game Seven of the Cup Final at home with my dad and my brother and um, and Bailey, and um, the Bruins took a penalty. I want to say with either four or three minutes left, and it was before they scored the fourth goal. I have to actually look this up and make sure I got this right.
1: Because wasn't that the power play they got the empty netter?
0: Yeah. And I remember looking to my dad. My dad's like, it's not over. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is. Of course it is. And um, my mom my mom was in the room at that time. She's like, game's over. I'm like, okay. well." You're just like, shut up, was. mom. So Martian got the empty netter with 17 minutes left. Um and Luch okay, so it was even before that, it was Luchic went off for hooking in the third period, 11 minutes in.
1: Okay. And, and that's when, like-
0: so the Bruins were up 3-0 at that point with nine minutes left to play. And I remember my dad looking at me and be like, it's not over. I'm like, I know, I know it's not. So it's it's kind of hard for me to say when I knew they had a chance. I mean, you know, you're, man, I was born and raised a Bruins fan. Um, you know, you always have this, like, this vision vision this dream of like watching your favorite team i think it's this is the same for every sports fan you have this vision in your head of of watching your favorite sports team win the championship and what it would be like and the emotions that you would feel and um seeing the emotions of people around you and you know i've i've always kind of felt that but um i don't know like there was something with this 2011 team where the way thomas was playing the way that all four lines were clicking that it was like, all right, if they got past Tampa, they might have a chance against Vancouver, which was crazy to think about at the time. Because Vancouver was the President's Trophy uh, champions. They won the President's Trophy that year. Right.
1: Because it wasn't like an absurd amount of points they put up to, like 100, yeah, twenty five hundred. Uh one seventeen. Alright, okay. so one seventeen. Not still. Still I mean, that's that's a ton. It's a that's yeah. Fifty four and nineteen nine. It's a hell of a record. Yeah.
0: So um, and especially after they lost the first two games. But once they won, um and then like Horton went down, and like, all right, this I don't know. But once they won those two games in Boston, it's like all right, you win, you just have to steal one in Vancouver. That's all you need. Um but this was also during the point the this whole cup final was when I was super, super superstitious. Like I was peak peak weird, at at that point.
1: I mean, as you should at that point. I mean, you've already been backstabbed so many times by Montreal in itself.
0: Like everything I did, I had like okay, so I had to wear the same shirt, which is which is normal. I feel like every time watching the Bruins game, I have like an old Cam Neely shirt that I wore. Um, so even that that day at work, like I'd have to wear that. It was like a short sleeve T shirt that I have to wear like underneath the button down shirt. Every day, every, no matter when they played, had to wear it, Um had the playoff beard, which I, a normal, I think for yep. hockey fans, Yep. Um had to eat the same lunch, Jesus. peanut butter and jelly to, mm. to this day, I still don't like eating peanut butter and jellies cause I got so sick of them for those two months. Oh, that's great. And, and here it is the most superstitious thing I did and maybe the stupidest thing I did before every game. Or I'm sorry. On the morning of every game, on my way into work, I listened to the same two Lady Gaga songs. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. okay. What two songs? Uh, what two songs?
0: Hang on. Uh, I have to think of the names. Did you just
1: etch them out of your head because you listen to them no. every Edge time? No. Edge
0: of Glory was was the second one. I know oh, that. Oh God. There was like a country one. It was it was one of her radio hits. I don't Oh God. Oh God. Um, but okay. But th- this is great. Okay. Game 7, I'm driving home so I, I watched both Game 7's, Tampa and Vancouver at home with my dad and my brother because it's like alright, when are the Bruins going to get this chance? I want to watch it with like the two other biggest Bruins fans I know so that's, you know favorite, no, no brainer, so I drove, I drove from Boston to Rhode Island, both of those nights and then drove back at like 6 in the morning just with with the biggest grin on my face the next morning, so that the night of Game 7, I'm driving down to, Bo- to Rhode Island from Boston and I realize, oh my god I didn't listen to the Lady Gaga songs <laughs> this oh, morning. No. And this is before, like, I didn't have, uh, like, an iPod dock or an iPhone, like, anything in my car or anything like that. And, Ben, I swear to God, I I had the radio on, and I heard the first song, and then I heard the second song, like, ten minutes later on the radio. Oh, and I'm like, oh, God. my God, this is it. It's <laughs> a sign. And We're going
1: to win the cup. Y-
0: you and I. You and I was the, the first there one. There we go. You and I in Edge of Glory, back-to-back, every Bruins game, game day, um, for all of the 2011 postseason.
1: Good Lord. In
0: Game 7, I heard both of them on the radio, and that's when I said, okay, maybe they have a shot. That's when I knew. That's when you conceded a maybe,
1: (laughs) not even a yes. Oh, that's great. Um, So let's get into uh, – I think what made the the road to the Cup – all the more glorious. We kind of glossed over a little bit. It was just the battles it took to even
0: get there. Yeah, sure.
1: Um I, I mean, we'll start off right away with the first round with the Canadians, which I, I don't think people appreciate that first round as much in terms of what it did to just get that monkey off or the Bruins get that monkey off their back it just against the Canadians in itself because it just seems like no matter what, even in regular season, like the Bruins will bust their ass, 50 minutes, 55 minutes, and then, a, you know, either a cheap play or a bad call or, you know, an inconsistent call, whatever you'd want to see it from the Bruins' side would affect them. It rattled the Bruins and the Canadians would take advantage and either just walk away with either a tie or an outright victory.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it definitely made the cup win that much sweeter, right? Because you figure, okay, to, to get that championship, you need to go through your biggest rival. And yep. you do that in the first round. Um one of the things that I remember got some attention towards after the Bruins Canadian series was, okay, you have all this emotion. You have all this energy against your biggest rival who you defeated. How do you get back up for the next round? Right. And like, obviously the flyers was, we're, were next. And it's like, okay, well, well, these are the guys who embarrassed you last year. Okay. And then it was Tampa. And it's like, well, how are you going to get up against Tampa Bay?
1: Well, at that point, I think it's just more like, all right, you have a chance to get to the Stanley right. Cup Finals. Exactly. So it, it, each there was, uh, you know, the 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 goal was still so enough where it's like, if you don't get up for this, then why, you know, why lace him up?
0: Yeah. Um, there were so many moments too in the, um, and this you know in the the quarterfinals against the first round against the Canadians, where like obviously the the Bruins lost the first two games. Um yep. And then, and then, and then, as soon as you know, obviously, you play in Montreal; it's a different world um, for any team. Um, but they they win back to back in you know Game Three and Game Four in Montreal. Um, win again in Boston. I want to say it was double overtime, or if, I forget if there was one or two overtimes in that one. But there were three overtimes in the entire series: um, four, five, and seven. Obviously, yep. Um, it was a
1: double overtime game five.
0: Okay. And that was the game, I think it was a Nate Horton goal. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It was like a double overtime where Thomas made this insane save. Like, you are correct. Against, uh, on Brian Gianta. And everyone thought, it's like, all right, here, Brian Gianta, two on one. I want to say it was he was skating down with Pacioretty, but I that's probably wrong. Um, and then Horton came right back and scored.
1: Uh, you're wrong about Patriotti, but everything else seems to be on the up and up because Horton scored from Milan and Ferentz. Okay. So, yeah. So it was the double overtime in five and then game six, we lose in Montreal. It's fine. Cause you know, game seven in Boston, what could possibly go wrong? Um, yeah, I would, I would arguably say that if this cup run took five years off your life, this game is responsible for maybe 40% of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, because I mean, well, the it, lead the lead changes, yeah. You know, Su- Subban scoring that that tying goal after you know Bergeron got the high stick against Wisniewski, um, yep. a very very soft call where Wisniewski just snapped his head back, and you know, obviously they weren't calling um, they weren't calling diving or you know unsportsmanlike oh. conduct for for that kind of stuff. Then uh, that probably would have gotten it today, yeah, for poor. sure. And okay. you know, um, the different story from there, but. As soon as Subban score that that game tying goal, it's just you know me personally, I you know, you just start thinking, okay, here we go. This is how it ends. Like they're this close, and this is how it ends. And you know that's that's the other thing too is um, two years prior, the two thousand nine two thousand ten playoffs, they swept the Canadians in the first round, so they that's had already right. got, they had already you know gotten the quote unquote monkey off their back from there. But you know what you were referencing before was more of being successful in the postseason after you know getting embarrassed in in 2010, right? And you have to do it the very first round. You have to do it against is the Montreal Canadiens, right? And you're already down 2-0. And I believe I want to say Chara missed one of these games too. Um, if it was was not game one, it was game two. Where Chara, think it was, was, Chara two. was in the hospital for dehydration.
1: Yes, which he got torn to shreds about in the city. I remember just the the calls of him not being tough. Uh, yeah. I, I don't.
0: Shane t- Shane Knighty, <laughs> Shane, Shane, Shane took, his, took his, his place. Shane Knighty took his place and played four minutes and thirteen seconds. Holy
1: God, um, I just remember like that. That's where like he got questioned. The first, mm-hmm. I think, that's the first time he actually got questioned a lot in Boston.
0: Yeah, he was drinking uh, a drinking a coke on the next on the next game.
1: Oh yeah, that did that didn't help out well. <laughs> um, it, it, and I also at recommend to anyone to find the cut of this game, because yeah, Defumi.
0: It, it, Defumi is the guy who did all like the Bruins YouTube cuts.
1: Yes, so go to him for this game. No semi- one
0: knows who Defumi is, but I don't know, he's out there.
1: But he it it. I'm just watching it. Just was it'll bring you back in a heartbeat if you're watching these games. It, the The heart, your heart will start beating, you know. The adrenaline will kick in, and you really go from there. Because I remember just watching, especially he just he just let it go for a good chunk of that overtime, where it was just literally back and forth, Mm -hmm. three on twos, two on ones. Thomas just playing his absurd daredevil ability and getting over there, and then the goal from Horton, which you pointed out almost could have screwed over Boston entirely because yeah. McQuaid pinched.
0: He McQuaid pinched McQuaid too pinched hard too, Yeah. He pinched down too low. Um, Horton was the one covering for him. That's why he had that shot. He fired off the shot from the um, top of the crease, top circle um, top of the slot. Excuse me. And, you know, Subban doesn't mishandle that puck and he's able to bank it off the boards and, and generate a two on run two on one rush. You're gonna have Nathan Horton chasing them, yeah. and that's not gonna that's not gonna end well. You know, obviously Thomas has bailed out this team many, many times throughout this entire postseason, especially that that game.
1: That game, he he put off literally, I would say, eight ridiculous saves from you know the the five minute mark in the third period to that point in the game. Yeah. So he, 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 you can only keep asking him to do so much, no matter how hot the goalie is. Right. Oh, you, you can. You don't want to keep putting him in those positions to keep bailing you out. You need the offense to, you know, at least protect the puck, at the very least. And you know, thankfully, it took a risk. But just watch how close it is. It is. We're talking maybe, you know, a, a millisecond difference. I would yep. say from PK grabbing that and just going for a two-on-one.
0: Yep. Yep. And and that was that was Subban's bread and butter. Um, still is where he can he can be that person to generate generate the rush from the defensive zone and um, lead the breakout. So um, yeah. what what happens if that doesn't if Horton doesn't score if you know if Suban doesn't botch that uh, <laughs> I, I I don't
1: know. Um, do you think that uh, I don't even want to think about what the ramifications of what could have happened from there because it. it it's too catastrophic to go that close, going, you know, winning the double overtime, winning an overtime to, you know, lose an overtime. Also, it's crazy to just think that it took, you know, four extra periods to win three games for the Canadians in itself.
0: Um, yeah, it was definitely one of those series that once it was over, it's like, thank God that's over. I just, yeah, i fine. <laughs> and you then,
1: know? you know, the Philadelphia sweep, which was also just as gratifying considering, you know, like we talked about earlier, the circumstances with. Um, you know, the ridiculous collapse mm-hmm. the previous year. So you know, you, nothing but good vibes from there, and then Tampa comes in. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much about the the team, but they were kind of good that year, weren't, if they I'm were, not mistaken. Very good,
0: yeah, they were very good. Um, they upset, um,
1: Pittsburgh.
0: No, yeah, they upset Pittsburgh, and then they beat the Caps. They swept the Caps.
1: Okay, So it's, so back it's like, back all right,
0: sweeps. you take care of Crosby and Malkin, you sweep Ovechkin's team, uh, maybe this team is pretty good. And that was yeah. the year that Dwayne Rolison um, took over he's, as a starter from Mike Smith and suddenly he's good. yeah, suddenly just became, you know, channeled his youth. Yeah, um,
1: you know, hurrah.
0: Right, yeah, and he, uh, how many games did he play? Did he play all of them? So he played in six of the games. I believe he might have been pulled in one of them.
1: Yeah, I probably got pulled. Uh,
0: yeah. But that, that last, that game seven between Boston and Tampa was maybe one of the most perfect hockey games I've, I've ever uh, seen. No penalties.
1: Nope, no penalties. One I goal. think game seven, I went full full on hockey experience. I went to Sully's Tap for game seven at Tampa. Yep. Um, For those that don't know Sully's Tap, it is probably, it is, I would say the Bruins bar. Uh,
0: maybe you could expound on it more than me. I've, um, ne- I've actually I've never <laughs> been to Sully's <Solar's> Tap. <laughs> You've never been to Sully's Tap? No, I, I can't watch hockey in a bar. I get well, too ner- I get too nervous.
1: Well, I think this might be the right place for you because I've seemed to have found like the old the old diehards that were there um, that just gave me death stares while I was sipping Sam Summer watching the Bruins. Yep.
0: Okay. Um, Sounds right.
1: But the the nerves were in. I could feel the tension entering the bar. Um, you could feel the tension throughout the game. Uh, the lack of calls. I was shocked that they were upset about the lack of calls in general, even though, you know, I remember it being a pretty, you know, typical playoff affair considering, you know, the, the hell that we went through between Montreal, Montreal. Um They let them play. Um, and then just the pure ecstasy when uh Horty, was it Horty? Yep. Yep. I, I, I always make the – Horton it was the Derek Lowe of that season. I always remember, make that comparison. Um, when he put that freaking puck in the net, just yep. the, your elation. Um, absolutely absurd.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing with Tampa Bay, and I'm just kind of looking at their roster now, where, okay, you have San Luis, you have Stamkos, you have LeCavalier. LeCavalier at 30 at years his, old. At its peak, yeah, because Stamkos mm-hmm. is, what, 21, 22 at this time? 20, but S- Stamkos still had seven points in seven games, Jesus. as did Marty San Louis. So you had that, those... Those three big guys, right? Simone Gagne, who three wow. goals and two assists in five in seven games. Uh, Sean Bergenheim, who just always seemed to be like a Bruins killer whenever they right. whenever they play against a Sean Bergenheim.
1: Teddy Purcell too, interesting.
0: Yep. Teddy Purcell. Um, they didn't have a number one defenseman.
1: Right. what the top defenseman was. I mean,
0: technically, Matthias no. Olund. Um, yeah. And then Victor Hedman, obviously, was he was still young. He was still, you know, I think he was in his second second pro year. Yep, he was yeah, he 20 drafted, at the time. drafted in two thousand nine. Um,
1: Pavel Kubina, not doing it for you? No,
0: no, come on, <laughs> come on! But he, he wasn't even Kubina wasn't even on the team. Oh, he was on the team at that time? No, he was on the 04 Cup team. No, he was still on the team. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I'm
1: looking at the the pro hockey reference right now. Defenseman, I pulled him up. Pavel Cabina is still on this team. Got 23 points that season. You didn't play in the series. Uh, well, you know, can't give you the full details. Well, like, Jesus, okay. You're the hockey that's, guy.
0: That's why. <laughs> but, I mean, that was the thing that killed them is, you know, they had this, they had solid goaltending, but they just didn't have defense. Ultimately, um, you know, you put that San Luis-Stamkos line up against, um, you know, the Chara-Seidenberg, and that's when they became like the super pair, when they started right. pairing Chara and Seidenberg together. That didn't really happen during the regular season, and then come to the playoffs, it's like, all right, well, that's that's, that's your working. that's your top pair, that's your shutdown. Um, obviously, it was just too much for Tampa, um, but it was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, yeah. But Tampa, you know, Tampa was riding a hot goaltender, and even though you know,
1: they also lit us up too. Holy crap!
0: Yeah, and even even Mike Smith, he came back in one of those games, and um, I forgot if it was game. I forget which game it was, but I know he had he had a ridiculous game where he, in relief of Dwayne Rolison. Game four, he, and, and they still only, and yeah, well, oh, oh, Tampa one, game four. Okay.
1: Yep, Tampa one, game four, because yep. they pulled Rolison after giving up three goals in you know, 18 minutes. Back. Yep, got it. And then Mike Smith came in and just shut the door. Yes. But, uh, oh, God. That, yeah, that was the only time. It, it's absurd that Timmy still has an under-two goals against average for the playoffs, despite... He got lit up mm-hmm. 21 goals in seven games. But it, it, it's also just like he, he still gets a shutout, which is the best part of it. It, it. This series is the ultimate Thomas era of like everything going wrong, but still pulling off miracles. Yeah. Gives yep. up five goals four times, still gets two shut, shutouts. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and, I mean, Tampa was definitely um, – it could have went – either way, and they actually finished with the same exact record as the Bruins. I didn't realize that. Oh, Um, interesting. Exactly the same. I wonder where they finished in...
1: Eastern. uh, In the
0: conference. Because I think the Bruins were a... Three seed? Three
1: seed? I believe they were as well. Uh,
0: Because Washington was a one seed. That's right. Tampa was a four seed. Boston was a three seed. There we go. It all makes sense. Washington, Philly, Boston, Tampa. Okay.
1: Philly was a two seed then. Yeah, that's right. They were kind of good. Yeah. Forgot about. Yeah. No, yeah. Whatever. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't have
0: to worry about that anymore. <laughs> um,
1: even just your thoughts about the Bruins just making the Cup. I I, I know I like asked ma- the making about, making the final making making yeah making the Stanley Cup final.
0: Um, I. <laughs> so I, I didn't cover any of these games which I think I think you know.
1: Yes, between
0: I, do. I was away for the, all the for the home games in the first round I was away and then the second game there was miscommunication and then once the third round comes around it's like all right, well that's not going to work. And the final was just forget it. Um I think I got more emotional for game set after game 7 of, against Tampa than I did when they won the cup. Because I think a little part of me was still like I'm seeing a Bruins team go to the final and you're not there. Not even that I'm not there. No, no, no. I think it was just like, you know, this is, I've met like in all my lifetime and I think I was 24, 25 then. I think it was 24 then. Yeah, it was 24. Um, Thinking, all right, I've been watching this team since I was three and always being disappointed and now I'm seeing them like, they're going, like they're playing hockey in June, which is amazing to me. Um, And, you know, obviously like I watched it, my dad and my brother, like it was, it was, it was definitely, I think a little emotional there um but you know once after game one and game one went to it did not go to overtime but raffi torres scored the game-winning goal with like two minutes left three minutes left there was very it was it was a very very close game and as soon as that happened i'm like all right they they stayed in the game this is going to be this this could actually be a series
1: do you want to know when he scored the goal
0: uh, I think it was like eighteen something in the third period.
1: It was nineteen forty one in the third. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That's Yeah. Um But yeah, I it was I think it was definitely more like it, it was excitement when the Bruins won the cup. And this was more like, Oh wow, like this is this is real. Like this is actually this is actually happening. And I remember they were the and we've I don't know if we've talked about this before, but they were the one of the first teams to accept the trophy, the um the Wales trophy for you know, the Prince Wales trophy is like the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference, yeah. yeah. Um as a team. So Char went over there, waved the entire team ruins over. to come over. And I, that's what I was just like, Okay, I'm I'm getting I'm gonna have clumped right now. <laughs> like, I this is this is very real. <laughs> Think about Bob Streisand, I got a moment. Yep yep so um (laughs) i think that was and i even remember telling my dad like you know this is this like i'll I'll remember that like i'll remember if like looking back at this i'll remember obviously the cup and you know game seven and watching that until like jesus like five i don't know if i slept that night um just watching the highlights and going back and forth and everything um but that like image of char waving them over like that's that's what I remember. It's like, all right, this is like a, this is a team. This is a team yeah. effort. Um, this is unlike anything I can remember.
1: It was very Patriots esque.
0: It was. I was just going to say, it's, I would definitely compare it to when they introduced themselves as a team in um, yep. Super Bowl Thirty Six. Yep. Yes.
1: Um, oh, just, just remember. It. I, I remember just immediately walking out after just celebrating with all the you know folks congratulating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very. Aware of my circumstances, of where I stood, uh, in fandom, um, after the whole you know pink hat debacle and you know how Sox fans kind of got you know overwhelmed with you know late fans or you know bandwagoners and such, I was very aware and I I respected the hardcore fans a lot. Uh, I remember buying a couple of beers to some for some folks just to be able to you know enjoy this. I was celebrating with my friends. You know I brought a couple out who were. You know, you know, playing, you know, peewee, hockey, you know, so they were they were in it as much as you were, and just seeing their just excitement and you know, they were excited when other sports teams won around here, but I, I, I you could just see that this meant so much more to them. Um, just for those family connections that you were talking about with your dad. And then I remember just walking out and then seeing the Stanley Cup final logo flash off of T D Garden. Yep. And just sitting there, I'm just like, "This is actually happening." Yeah, this this is something.
0: We, yeah, uh, um, I mean, it's you know, it's type of thing where it's like, it's it's more than a sport, quote unquote. You know, yeah, it, it, times like that, of course, it is. Um, yeah, it's uh,
1: it's a great feeling to have. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure.
0: And I I remember um, during one of those, like after they won like, hearing from all these people, like, posting on my Facebook that, you know, knew me through, like, (laughs) elementary school, middle school, whatever. It's like, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. And I remember uh, uh, someone I worked at the time being like, did you, were you on the team? Like, people are congratulating you? Like, you did nothing. And I'm like, I know. I know. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) My bad.
0: Um, And then, uh, to bring
1: it back to, you know, the voice. um, Yeah. This was the season we had all access. Mm Mm-hmm um
0: did you have did was it
1: we had access up to the sta- uh eastern conference finals okay so we awesome. had we had reporters up to game seven who went uh it was a combination of andy and colleen okay. um i
0: i do remember that
1: andy gave me so much agita uh because he was told not to ask questions at press conferences
0: Really? Uh,
1: he was yeah they told him not to
0: who, uh, like the bruins pr
1: yes that's terrible. Yes, the, the at the time, so I was just wanting to make sure. Like I just want. I was thinking we'd be able to get you know up to Stanley Cup, um, and I remember just watch. I was watching ESPN news after one of the games. And this is when ESPN was kind of showing hockey press conferences, uh, and I'm just watching Claude talk, and I hear Andy's voice come up, and I go, I literally just scream, "What the? F- Why? Why Andy? Why?" I I just go on the, like this twenty second tangent. I didn't even hear the question. It was something about the power play, uh, which at you know at the time terrible, which made matter which made matters worse. I'm like, I'm you're gonna ask about the goddamn Let... There's other people that will ask that question. Why are you gonna be the first? Because all I hear is Andy Oster's seventh voice. I'm like, no, no. Why are we doing this? Uh, because this was you know the time I was editor in chief. Yep. Uh, just one more thing i worried about. I, I didn't even just talk to him about it. I just let it go, I think, at that point because I thought we were just losing tickets because it was second round. It was second round against Philly. That's what I remember it because uh, I was thinking, well, we're we're not, we're just not getting Eastern Conference Finals, I think, at this point if they advance. Um, we got those uh, next day. Or, or no, that night. I get, I get home and I just type the email up to Eric. Uh, I think Eric was still running PR at the time, Eric Tosi. Yep. Uh, and I ask him... Uh, what do i have to do to get stanley cup he goes oh we don't handle that uh i was like oh okay we'll just do, do i email oh you gotta email nhl uh but the deadline is like in an hour i was like wait what
0: yeah
1: I, I, or it was like the, like the day before or something like i missed the deadline or I, like he he tried to do his best to get us in uh but there was just no chance yeah of that. that's
0: that's what happened with with myself I, I, and wayne too
1: I think that was just all the local people at that point just got yeah. pushed out for the national, which, you know, it sucks because, you know, those local people, especially for the you know bloggers that were there for the dark years. Yeah, that, um, that's a whole nother episode, but that's I, a whole, it, a whole nother
0: is, podcast. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame because you have these um, you'll have writers that come in and get credentials based on the publication yeah. where they yep. work and their name alone. And it's like, yep. well, these guys have been to two games all season where you got the bloggers who don't say a word and are there every game getting denied. So I mean Shaughnessy. Oh yeah, all say Absolutely. Shaughnessy. Yeah. Uh of course. <laughs> Shaughnessy, Gasper. Oh yeah. It's, <coughs> name all on. them. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh, oh god. I just remember that. I but it's it's still just it it I remember just going nuts think still thinking about it now, that the fact that as a college newspaper, we were covering up to the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: That's insane, and that's so cool. Like, t- I, I'm still blown away by that. It, it, Especially it just, in the first year, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it never in my mind because that's, I mean, that's,
0: that's an unbelievable experience too for like the student. It's right? so invaluable. It, it, yeah, like they're not going to learn things like like you know, it, five years later, Andy's working at ESPN. ESPN, you know, yes. like find his classmates that. We're in journalism one hundred and one or whatever at yeah. Suffolk, and w- what are they doing? Yeah,
1: <laughs> not to shout out. Uh,
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: Or not not to piss off all those folk, but no, I get I get exactly right. what you're
0: saying. I'm, apples and oranges, but still, yeah. whatever. Still,
1: it, that's such in such an invaluable experience. And, and I I remember, I think what also pissed me off the most too was that I never I didn't go to a game all year. I always wanted to, but I just let them do it. But I was like, you know what? Let me do one. I'm going to do one. So I didn't, I just between, you know, scheduling and everything, I just never did it. So I I was like, if if they make the cup, like, I'm getting one. (laughs) I'm going. I'll go to the cup. I'll go to the cup. If, like, because it was just so absurd, I didn't think it would happen. But as soon as, you know, more and more happened, like, oh, I might actually be going to the goddamn Stanley Cup and covering a game. But uh, it just never happened. Um, Probably for the best. I probably would have pulled an Andy in a heartbeat and been asking so many questions
0: that I should not have asked. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wasn't at... Obviously, I, I wasn't at the 2011 postseason. Um, I, I didn't cover any of those games, but, you know, covering all of 2013, and this this is no secret either, the, to, covering the 2013 postseason was my favorite, hands down, my absolute favorite time covering this team. Even if, you know, obviously they didn't win, whatever, but... The fact that that was that was a team that it kind of res- didn't really resemble the like the the 2011 like quote-unquote ragtag bunch or anything like that but right you know going back from the lockout um you know the season that shouldn't have happened starting in january i had just moved to somerville that that uh that you know january january whatever mm-hmm. um it was just a cool time in my life. I feel like "quote unquote" cool, the the cool years. "Quote unquote," um, you know. And, and covering that stuff was just an, what an unbelievable experience. So I can I can only imagine what it was like to cover the twenty the 2011 postseason. Oh, it, I mean, I still ask Andy. It was just like, yeah, the, sure. The experience. It, it's it's sure. surreal. Sure. Um, so I remember you know I remember being blown away on the ice when the Blackhawks won, and yeah, getting going on the ice and being like you know. I just watched, you know, the Bruins squandered two goals in 17 seconds, but oh, this is so cool!
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's like still it's such a moment. You, you, yeah, you
0: forget, you forget everything, and so I mean, you know, it, it, obviously I, they didn't win the, right. the cup in Boston in 2011, but um, Game Seven, you know, like
1: yeah, I, I I can tell you that they didn't win the cup, but it shows sure how felt like it in the streets.
0: Yeah, good lord. I uh, mean, I have I have buddies who. You know, we're there. We covered it. And the way I feel about the 2013 postseason, how they feel about 2011 and how, um, you know, game seven against Tampa, they're like, you know, that's, that is the loudest this place has ever been. Like, and I don't, believe, don't believe, like, it's so loud in here. It's not. Like, no. you weren't here for 2011, game seven. No.
1: Right, and you could arguably hear that outside. I'm sure. Um, And then, game, oh, God. I, I just remember game seven. Uh, it, 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 People were getting more excited at the third period. Uh, I was at our mm. old stopping grounds, the uh, the red hat. The hat. Red hat. I was out there for game seven. I was up on the, the uh, upper floor, uh, standing room only. At that point, uh, as soon as you got in, and it it it, it was like uh, it was rowdy. It was glorious. You know, once once those goals started pouring in, though, good Lord Almighty, it was it it was that surreal feeling. It was like is this is this is going to actually happen like from Patrice's goal right on to, you know, the empty netter from Marchand uh, it, it was just, just a glorious, glorious game. It, it, we felt vindicated too, after just like the, the dirty way that Vancouver's played. I just remember just calling the Vancouver G- besides the Yankees. I don't think I've hated a single team as much as the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Yeah. Which, which is weird. I never really had a problem with the Canucks.
1: Uh, and I don't but, think before much, like,
0: and then 2011 happened and it's like, all right, well now I get why everyone hates them. It, I, I, and I, I remember, I understand.
1: and this is when like social media was kind of like evolving a little point where sure. where it was, but everyone like just reading what people were saying was like, you're going to hate this team. You're going to yeah. freaking hate this
0: team. Yep. And then, you know, I get from game one on. It's like, all right, here we go. Well, people were saying it was like the Montreal of the West Coast, and like right. I don't know about that. I don't
1: see it. And then you know, it's like oh, okay, game, yeah, I get it, I get yep. it. Yeah, Game Seven felt good. Game Three was just as good too. I remember Game Three just being the onslaught, and just like yep. oh, give me some. Yep. Especially after losing those two close ones in Vancouver, I and th- I think that was even more the tipping point than anything in general of that series was just like all right, we fought these guys on their floor. You know, hard fought, could have maybe escaped at one, and then you just pour it on them, mm-hmm. like they folded. And if I'm not mistaken, that wasn't that when uh, Luongo made the pump in his tires. Yep. Quote? Yep. After
0: game three. Um, it was like around
1: that time between three and four.
0: It, it was, I think it was five. It was five. I think okay. it was five because then the next game six, people are starting to bring um tire, tire pumps. <laughs> that was like the the days of your like peak. <laughs> peak days of your era where they were got everyone behind them and they started bringing tire pumps.
1: Oh, that's He's not, uh, I'm not pumping his tires. Oh God.
0: I, and that, I, that quote. So, I mean, someone actually wrote about this the other day, but that quote is so out of context where, you know, he meant it like actually trying to compliment Of course. Thomas, but and it's like, Oh, Oh, that, that did not prob- sound like it. It's like, well, it, the problem,
1: the problem was, is that I think just every, they played so dirty they it, it, they were like the old 1910 villains you know just be like, just, you know it's like ah, oh, see oh just trying to pop my tires yeah hey? and, then, and then they'd like just do sh- shady shit it, like you didn't believe them for their value because they they just seemed like these good wholesome people and played freaking dirty
0: yeah I,
1: sure. I just think about it now i just crushed my my ballast point just discussing that <laughs> um oh god those that series pissed me off um and it and I, I think it's what fully invested me in hockey the most. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I think regardless, win or loss of that series, kind of just brought it back to me full time. Um, I didn't go to the parade, by the way. Um, really? It kind of, okay. It, it, it went with the uh, the circumstances of being respectful to the the faithful.
0: Um, it's it, it, it's funny you say that because I've never been to a Red Sox parade. It
1: it. it it was mainly for that reason. It was just like, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to label that pink hat like that. I, I knew it. I knew where I was. I, I very clearly tried to respect my boundaries. I was there out the night of, I had my celebration the night of, uh, I, once Zedano raised the, the cup, I, I f- literally finished my beer, threw my glass on the floor and ran out the door.
0: Yep. I, <laughs> uh, um, I was at the parade and I think I was only, I went by myself. Like, no one wanted to go with me. Um, like, I remember, I think my dad was one, there was a reason why that my dad and my brother didn't come up.
1: Probably couldn't take work off or something.
0: Well, no, it was because it was on a Saturday. But oh. I think, I think it was some like, you know, we're not going to come up. It's probably going to be packed. My dad always thinks like a drive from Rhode Island to Boston is like a three hour expedition, which for whatever reason for him, sometimes it is. It's just, he will always get caught in the worst traffic coming up to Boston. But, um, I don't remember why I don't remember why I went by myself but had they if they won again in the future, I probably would not go to the parade I I, I don't like parades. I'd rather watch it on television.
1: Yeah I, I enjoy the parades I mean um, I,
0: I worked I worked at 73 Tremont at the time so I watched the parade literally from the front door so yeah it was, you're it was fine. right there you're but fine. If, if I'm not working in the city like my office now is technically on a parade route as well. Yeah. Um. But if I'm not in the city, like I wouldn't come in on a Saturday. Yeah. No, it's not worth it. I'd rather of, watch it on television and enjoy it there.
1: Part of the allure is also just missing the work. You know, just like yeah. on a Tuesday or Wednesday, sure. Saturday. Well,
0: yeah. No, sa- uh, Saturday is the worst for parade. Yeah. Like the tw- the 2013 Red Sox was on a Saturday. I remember. I, yeah, right. yeah, I remember yeah, waking right. up hungover. <laughs> Bailey was like sleeping on my couch for whatever reason that night, and um, we we watched it there. Like both just God. like our heads in our hands to the yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you didn't come with me. 2013. I was at
1: the cask. I, yeah, I was on I'm the f- not
0: going anywhere near Fenway.
1: Oh, it, was, it, was <laughs> it was great. Not, I was, I was on no. the front page of Yahoo the very next morning. Uh, I, uh, for the parade just, or for, for the, about the parade. No, I'm talking about the,
0: the oh, game the seven. Year, the year they won. When they won. Oh, I remember where I was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was at cask and we came out and there was a guy who decided to mosh in Lansdowne. And there's a photo. Someone t- was on the monster and took a photo of us down. And you could literally see me on Yahoo just carrying this guy over my head <laughs> in celebration. I got to find the photo somewhere. It, 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 I just remember looking, waking up and being like, is that, that – uh, I, I was there. Where am I in this photo? Oh, that that's me. Oh, shit. You can see me. like clear as day. <laughs> Like, you're going to see a sea of red. Like, you, you could. I sticked out like a sore thumb because I'm ficking this fat ass over my head trying to get him so he don't. Look like, Marissa doesn't die. Um. Oh, God. Two things I'll say about parades, real quick. One, the parade isn't as fun as the night of celebration. I've come to enjoy the the night of celebrations a lot more.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Um, uh, experiencing both. I don't think you've done the night of celebration where you're going to avoid city, you know, in the city. Um. Um.
0: Because the shit, the city shuts down. I've I've been in. That's not necessary. Well, for the Bruins, no. I I won't go out if the Bruins run. I'd rather watch it on television. If I'm not if I'm not at the game, which I, I wouldn't be at the game anymore. But if I'm not at the game, I'm I'm watching it at or, home somewhere. Or
1: like the Sox. Because I was I was out in I
0: was out in 2013 when they won, and then in 2007. I was an RA in 2007 when they yeah, won.
1: 2007. I was a freshman. Yeah. I was I was definitely out. So
0: I mean, I was watching it with people, and I was technically yeah. in the city, but I was in a dorm. Yeah, because I was on duty. Yeah, I was probably running away from you at that point because I was what, a, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, 2013. I was I was in some oh, I was in Somerville. I know where I was. a Party. No, I wasn't the a Party. I was. Oh. I was. We were at a bar. There was there were a few of us.
1: Was the uh, was it the Burrow by any chance?
0: <laughs> it was not the Burrow.
1: It was not the Burrow. <laughs>
0: No, okay. Uh, it was um, Newtown Grill in Porter oh, Square. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. Not bad. Yep. Definitely not not the borough. No, but... it's
0: fine. No, it was it was not a borough night. <laughs> the next few nights were, but not that <laughs> night.
1: I'm sure they were during that era. Uh, God, uh, but and the other and the other thing I said is the parades are totally overrated. I you, w- yes. W- did you go to the celebrations when the Patriots first won? When they were at City Hall?
0: One of the years I was a freshman. And, so yes. So the two thousand four or two thousand five so I was a freshman. Incredible. So yes. Yes, I went to that one.
1: I especially the two thousand two one. Well I was
0: I was still in Rhode Island. I I didn't move to Boston until two thousand four. God that's so right. So I wasn't I wasn't gonna come up for
1: Oh I think two thousand two. Grad, I graduated high school in 07. So I was like an eighth grader, I think, at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, no. I wouldn't have. I t- oh, oh, God. Everyone met up in school and then immediately just skipped out. We're like, nope, we're, we're going to plan. I don't know why we decided school was a good idea to meet up at first, but we met up at school and then just left the building in a mass exodus and just went right downtown and literally just owned a good, you know, 25 square feet, which was probably worth more now than, you know, what it is that, an average to live there, yeah. Uh, and oh god, just the pure chaos and mayhem. I think it was also because just being first exposed to it at such a young age, like that, and just like being fifteen and just seeing people just ripping nips and taking hits off of you know various smoking devices mm-hmm. uh, at like eight thirty in the morning on a Wednesday uh, in February, really. <laughs> It it was a surreal experience at that time. Um having said that I understand now why now they went the parade route so they wouldn't yeah. be uh you know, a fire hazard waiting to happen. But god damn it, it wasn't enough fun though. Um as always, Mike, we've gone way off of uh way off the mark here. It happens. It's
0: just it's the way it, it goes just happens. Um we should we should start calling the podcast the Ramble On podcast it's no the talk about talk about works talk about works the
1: sidebar the side the sidebar um anything you'd like to add about the the cup run Uh, is there anything that really sticks out to you you know five years later uh oh here's a question for you actually before we even wrap up sure where did in terms of thomas's run where does it rank in recent Boston sports history, 21st century Boston sports history.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm the wrong person to answer yeah. that. <laughs> you'll, you'll know what I say. Yeah, I, I think, number one? um, I would put, because he, I, the, I put the, Brady's run. I put Brady's run on his rookie season first. Cause I think that was pretty improbable. Um, not necessarily the best because he didn't have the best numbers.
1: Nope, game manager Brady.
0: Yep. Um, I don't know. I uh, is it better it's... than the sock game? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Come on.
1: Woof. Come on. I, I I just have to ask. I mean, I I I mainly yeah. ask because it, it gets it lost in the annals of you know everything that happened after.
0: It's tough because two thousand. The game seven against Toronto in two thousand thirteen. I think that's better than the sock game too. So, well, I mean that was a hell
1: of a game too. That was
0: oh, you'll never you'll never see a better game than that. No, I mean never. Maybe you will. Um, Yeah, I don't know because here's the here's the tough part for me. I did not think Tim Thomas was the goalie to lead the Bruins to a cup. I thought it was Rask. I still think you know, I I I still think highly of Rask. I still think Rask is the guy.
1: I also remember this because we were, you know, during our Tuesday meetings early on, you were, you were preaching Tuca time. You Back were, in 2008. 2008. Yeah. Back what? in 08. You were, you were a, all in on Tuca. Yes. Way, way earlier than anyone else rightfully should have been.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Tim Thomas, um, you know, he, he won the cup. I mean, the, the team won the cup, but he was the MVP of that team. Um, I don't think he was the heart and soul of the team, Um, but you know he was he was the guy. So uh, it's hard because with everything that happened with Thomas at the end, between the whole going to the White House and he had a bit of a bumpy end um, to getting getting traded during the lockout. Yep. um, You know, it's he never really got a proper um, thank you. Uh, not even a proper thank you because he's, he's come back and there was plenty of tributes and applauses and stuff like that but I don't think there's closure on the Thomas era and like, you know, he took the year off from hockey. Um, I think that was the year of the lockout. They took the year off of hockey Um, and that's when they traded him but it was just always, uh, he deserved much better. I think both parties deserve much better. I think the, the fans, I think Tim Thomas both deserve like some type of closure there because what he did for the team it's it's undeniable um in how he's going to be remembered you know his his it might have been a, a it might have been tarnished which, On, which, which which shouldn't have been but it might have which,
1: been. which is impossible to think considering you know what he did in general he brought the cup yeah uh and he you can argue semantics about, you know, the person that brought the world series here right. would be, you know, I mean, you would think he's untouchable. I honestly thought Tim Thomas was going to be the most untouchable person in the city of Boston.
0: Yeah. But like January, the next, the next year. So seven, next months, year. seven six, months, seven months. I mean, it's, it's... it's Boston's a, what have you done for me now? City anyway, that's not.
1: Yeah. But uh, y- y-
0: in, t- in time, I think Thomas is, thomas will have a a positive um people have positive sentiment about tim thomas in time
1: in time the, the yeah. bruins hall of fame will be there for him is there a bruins hall of fame uh, i
0: don't uh... <laughs> no <laughs> um there's like a td garden hall of fame
1: okay so whatever hall of fame is there they'll, yeah they'll be there for him to celebrate and go from there
0: i mean he uh... I, I always thought I'm like you know 2011 happens and like you know they're gonna retire his number like no they're not yeah. gonna do that like oh, Chad Johnson wore his number month. <laughs> no that number is not getting retired um, okay. but yeah I don't I don't know I would I would put it high I guess you know it, it, well it it just sucks to see that kind of go and
1: sh- it, ironically now Schilling's kind of going down the same path
0: oh I mean.
1: It, it, it's it's taken him a little longer to get there, and he, he almost took out your state while doing it.
0: But, uh, yeah, we don't, us Rhode Islanders <laughs> don't like uh, number 38 yeah. so much.
1: Yeah. 38's kind of a dirty number down there. But shilling's
0: What Shilling does is like 20 times worse. I don't oh, care huh. if Thomas supports like the Republican Party, that like yeah. athletes with politicians with politics in general, I don't right. care. I right. assume that we're gonna not agree, agree. on everything, but that's okay. Like that's that's fine i just want you to my expectations for athletes are to give their best when they're on the ice and be somewhat of a role model respectable role model when they're off the ice for kids i think that's important um not that hard what their political views are i don't really care and like up until Schilling went off on his tirade i didn't really care never really bothered me i think he's a little whatever when you start becoming disrespectful, you start doing these these tough guy Facebook posts and all this other stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and, and Thomas was doing that to an extent, but nowhere no. near to the degree of what Schilling was doing.
1: He was articulate. Schilling's literally just putting yeah, up. Yeah, Schilling's people. an idiot. Sch- it, it, it's insane to think like uh, twelve years later. This is what you know. I digress. I just wanted to see your thoughts on how you know how absurd Timmy was and how people how quickly people forget. And also, it didn't also hurt. Or didn't help him, I should say. That you know, Tuka came in and started playing out of his skull too, mm-hmm. which I mean,
0: the the plan was to eventually trade Thomas. They weren't going to trade right. Rask
1: because well, yeah, because Thomas was 36, 37 Yeah, yep. And Tuka was just coming in. Um, well, well, considering now with both Chow and Seidenberg, you know, well past their prime, uh, and the defense kind of showing it. How much of the that pairing, or just the Bruins' defense in general? Is responsible for just how absurd, you know, Tim was then, and Tuka has been the past few years.
0: Um, I mean, they have the system in place that breeds success. So, with that structure, with that defensive structure, they're definitely going to have goaltenders that um, put up better numbers, and that's you know, that's just common knowledge, right? That's right. just that's just the way it is. Um, but I think with Thomas. You know he would pass the quote-unquote analytic test or the fancy stat test because he had ridiculous numbers, but you'd watch him play and he'd make these great saves. Now, I, I should point out that there are some circumstances where Tim Thomas let in a lot of bad goals, more than people remember, I think. Um, and he was definitely one of those feast or famine goalies where he was either going to make a highlight real save or he was going to let in a really soft goal. Um and I think the defensive structure that was around uh, historically for the Bruins from, you know, we'll call it like, I don't know, to once Chara era till now, um, or the Julian era, we'll call it the Julian era. I think that's helping goaltenders to uh, just put up better numbers because you have a, a good players in front of you and you're seeing less shots or you're seeing um, less rebounds. There's less traffic in front, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, so I think that does definitely help. However, I think it could be a little bit of both where you had a great defense and you also had good goaltending. I think that was the case uh, with Thomas where you had great defense but great goaltending.
1: Okay. All right.
0: If that helps. If that answers the question. I know that's kind of. That kind of.
1: No, no. It, it, I get should it. should have uh, been like a yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, no. I just wanted to ask, you know.
0: So, Ben, yes. 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 Thank yes. you, Mike. Yes.
1: Appreciate it. Um. um I think this is. Is there any last words you have for the two thousand ten eleven season? I'll
0: watch the DVD. Watch the DVD. Watch. I'll watch the DVD. I'll enjoy it. Uh, Basking it. Yeah it it's un it's unreal that it it's it feels like like I can remember not every game but you know I can remember what I was doing like how I was feeling five years ago like pretty vividly um, it's pretty amazing so. Hopefully uh you know, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna return to this glory anytime soon, but you know, maybe in the next five years we'll uh for the for the ten year the anniversary ten year. of the cup, maybe we'll have an, an actual good team to talk about as well and that would be uh that'd be pretty cool. That'd be nice. With Patrice still on it.
1: I, or oh, Pat, yeah. Patrice is gonna take the Ortiz uh reign for me of just, just play until you're fifty. Please. I think Bergeron
0: I think Bergeron could play until he's forty.
1: I mean, I do. I, I think I, the
0: concussions are. You know, he's he's a few concussions away from. Uh, wasn't, very, oh wait, wasn't
1: that a thing in two thousand ten, eleven 2 with him?
0: Yeah, he he was concussed against the Flyers. That's Portugal, right, and he came That's... back. In, he came back in game three.
1: Yeah, because he got an, he took a hit in one, right?
0: No, he took he he was concussed game four against the Flyers. Okay. but because of the because of the time in between, waiting to start round three before everyone around two finishes which they don't do anymore um he i think he only missed one or two games okay if i'm i think he only missed two i think he was back game three
1: okay so i remember that being a thing it's like oh boy yeah yeah he was concussed there there, there was another thing especially with the whole savard debacle okay yep knew there was one other little storyline that we were missing yep out of that um okay see Glad, glad glad we brought it up there you go boom uh, glad I could give you uh, a happier thing to talk about when it comes to your Bruins. Thanks, Ben. This
0: was great. Uh, yeah, this was fun. Wow. Um, what a what a story.
1: Wow, it's a great story, Mike. <laughs> uh, Goddamn the room. Um, all right, until next time, folks. Uh, maybe maybe if we're still doing this a couple years from now, I can get you to, get you to listen to me banter about this, the KG Celtics because we're approaching ten years on that.
0: Real? Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Let's do, oh, it's, yeah. It's two years away. Ben. Two years away. <laughs> two <laughs> years away. If it'll make you feel better, we can do an eight-year. Yes. Yeah. Retrospect, and you can hear me talk about how I know nothing about. Even <laughs> even less, like what I know now about basketball, even less in 2008.
1: That's another time for no, another topic for another podcast.
0: For Ben Fountain, my name is Mike McCauley. This is the Talk About podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So long, guys.